America. My name is Ami Yosef Frimpong, and I'm going to give you the news. I'm up here early in the morning, um, been up for a while, and was going to do a show later about this, but I'm just going to do it now so that you people know how to think about this election um, in Georgia. And I'm in Athens, Georgia right now, so I'm telling you firsthand knowledge of how to think about it, because if you don't watch out, the media will have you thinking that this is an absolute win. What this is, is a qualified win insofar as it's a win at all. What this might be is irrelevant, right? So the idea is that they're going to try to equate moving Georgia from solid red to blue as some sort of victory for black people. The problem is Virginia is blue. It's about as blue as you get. It's blue in the same way that, uh, that, um, that Georgia is trying to be blue insofar as it's it's moneyed suburbs and just a lot of poor black people that make it that way and virginia is very blue still very bad for black people <laughs> like so there's nothing magic louisiana has a, a a democratic governor right so statewide blue still not that great for black people to be in louisiana not that great for black people to be in virginia a lot of poor black people in virginia so the idea that we're turning Georgia into Virginia and that's somehow a step forward as opposed to just a step, maybe to the side, maybe it's an electric slide. So it's a kind of a blackish slide, the cha-cha slide. I don't know. Um, it's a kickball chain where you kind of seem like you're moving, but you really, uh, there's a ball and a chain involved. Anyway, so um, uh, it's a move that's a lateral move or a kickball chain, and we can't confuse that for progress. People will say that this is historic because Warnock is the first black senator from, from Virginia, uh, Georgia. The problem is, having been the first black a lot of things myself, the people who think that that's historic don't really care about black people getting jobs or black people being free. If you can be, it's not historic to be the first black anything because you could be the first black anything and still not make a dent in serious racial or labor, just, uh, labor justice. For example, Obama, first black president, doesn't matter. Ralph Bunchy, first black, uh, you know, UN ambassador, didn't do a thing for black people like worldwide. Um, you know, and when, it's funny because when I think about this, about this I think of uh, Disraeli over in Britain being a, a quasi-Jewish prime minister and not like not, not particularly, this is, you know, a hundred years ago, it didn't do anything. Right. So the, uh, the illusion that black equal first black equals history is already a problem because history is supposed to be the progress of freedom and the progress of freedom is not marked by first black. It's marked by like substantive improvements in the quality of black life. So people calling, and white liberals will do this, and they'll be very eager to do this, people eager to call this victory historic are not going to be the people who are eager to actually secure black people freedom in these United States. Because those are the kind of people who consider the movement toward freedom just like a few more black faces in high places. Look, California had a black woman senator for a while. Wasn't particularly good for black people in California, right? So <laughs> having been from California myself and now being priced out that I can't move back, I know that a lot of black people are homeless in California. 
You wouldn't know that from listening to Kamala Harris, though. You, you just know that from actually driving around L.A. Um, and, and I know a lot of black people who used to live in Oakland. <laughs> now we're in jail because the opposite of gentrification is jail. Because uh, you got to go someplace. And uh, <laughs> jail or Modesto, right? <laughs> or the Southern California version of Modesto, which is, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Lancaster Palmdale. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not great out there. So I don't, um, I don't equate being first black, and, I, and you shouldn't either. Being the first black anything does not necessarily mean progress. Good. All right. And now let's talk about Warnock in particular. Warnock was picked for this special election seat because Stacey Abrams picked him. And if you, it's pretty good that he can now talk and you can not see Stacey Abrams' mouth move, but he, he's pretty much her puppet. There is nothing that we could tell Warnock to do that he's not going to run by Stacey Abrams. And if she says no, he won't do it. So he doesn't work for us. He works for Stacey Abrams. The good news is Stacey Abrams' aspirations is to make Georgia the kind of place that can make her governor. So, and that includes a lot of black people. So her aspirations and black people's aspirations, insofar as they do connect, intersect, kind of intersect, what's good for black people might be good for Stacey Abrams and what's good for Stacey Abrams might be good for black people. But that's an arbitrary contingent external um, connection, right? Because there's going to be a, a time when what's good for Stacey Abrams isn't good for black people. For example, Warnock was not the most pro-black candidate on the ballot. He was also not the most pro-labor candidate on the ballot. Instead, he was the candidate that Stacey Abrams picked. So if you're going to do this kind of movie about what's going on, we're watching the origin of a political machine. It's like the origin story of a political machine. Now you can't run statewide as a Democrat, especially a black Democrat, without getting Stacey Abrams' seal of approval. And I, like, I did not want to move to the Stacey Abrams plantation. That's not what I consider freedom to be. That's not self-determination. I wanted a real primary, but we didn't get a real primary. We have, like, the problem is the internal functioning of the Democratic Party is so weak here that it's, it's like Stacey Abrams has built an organization that functionally is the Democratic Party or is aspiring to be, right? So that is a problem for Democratic governance. Right? Like, I don't, I'm not here to kiss rings. I like, I like Stacey Abrams. Look, Stacey Abrams is smarter than I am. I, I mean, if I played chess with Stacey Abrams, she'd win. And uh, I, like the entire Georgia Republican Party, um, would get beaten by the quality of her mind. However, that doesn't mean that she's for black people. It means, or that we should um, surrender agency to her to pick our candidates. Right? And that's what structurally has happened um, in Georgia by running all Democratic energy through Stacey Abrams. And so there needs to be a competitor to Stacey Abrams with respect to the vote getting, the black vote, like corralling game in order for us to continue to be free. Because you do not want a Georgia where it's it's in order to be viable statewide, you have to get her endorsement. That's just not fair. That's not democracy. 
And, you know, I respect Stacey enough to I'd say this in her face. And I think everyone else should say this to her face, too. Like, we don't work for you. We work for the people. Ralphie Warnock, however, works for her. <laughs> so, um, Warnock's an interesting dude because, like, I, I think he just got he just got divorced. Which uh, I bet you his ex-wife is like, ah, should have bet on the Negro. And that's that's a little bit unfortunate because, uh, like, he filed his papers to uh, to run, and like he was divorced within like days. Like she filed his he filed his papers to run, and she filed his papers for separation. Like <laughs> within hours, and because like she just she didn't bet long. Um, that's unfortunate, but it is kind of funny that I feel like both black senators, the two black senators, Cory Booker and Raphael Warnock, are single. What does that mean? And are any other single senators single? Like any any of them? I don't I don't know. I'd have to do some research. But what does that mean? Um. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It means that the risks involved in black political life are too much for some, and there's something there. There's a, there's a story there, but I want to keep going on with how you should interpret this, um, uh, this election. So there's, there's going to be a difference between a win for Democrats and a win for black people. Don't let anyone tell you that a win for Democrats is the same for a win, as a win for black people. It's not, right? There's going to be a problem with having all statewide uh, political energy have to run through Stacey Abrams, right? Because if you can, this is the John Lewis and Bobby Seale, or uh, Bobby, uh, not Bobby Seale, Bobby uh, in Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. Bobby, 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 Bobby. Bobby, I can't believe I forgot his last. I'm, I don't, I don't think this is a senior moment, but you know who I'm talking about—the old uh, Secretary of Defense for the Black Panther Party in Chicago, who's now the Congressperson who beat, um, who beat Obama. Uh, yeah, yeah, that Bobby. That's that con, right? So if you can con people into thinking that you own black people. And black votes, that means you can sell those black votes to any nationwide or even um, very wealthy, like either nationwide democratic uh, power or, or any, like, it's, it's as good as money, right? So Stacey Abrams now owns black the black electorate in a way that she will sell it to a white liberal in order for her own come up. And that's, that's the kind that John, uh, John Lewis ran when he sold the civil rights movement. He took ownership of the civil rights movement. He can't, can't sell what you don't own. So he took ownership of the civil rights movement and then sold it to the Clintons. Right? This is Jim Clyburn. Take ownership of black votes in South Carolina and then sell them to Biden or Nancy Pelosi. Like, I do not like that. That's not a, that's not a model for black self-determination. That's not even a good model for black progress, right? Lastly, I want to talk about why the Southern left has to be black-led. The Southern left has to be black-led. They don't have to necessarily be led by me. There's this guy down in New Orleans I like. No, not uh, New Orleans necessarily, but uh, 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 Lake Charles, um, uh, who just came out with an ad I want to say Gary Chambers, 
Gary Chambers. Gary Chambers. I like him. Don't know a lot about him, but there's a lot about him. I do like go to Twitter. I set up, a, I saw an ad and I, I immediately set up a monthly donation to him. So you should give to me so I can give to him. We could get practice. Like, that's what I do, right? You go to www.funkyacademic.com. You give money to me and then I give it to people I like and trust that you want your money is well spent. I also spend it on my kids' music lessons. So either way, your money's well spent. Um... And depending on who you talk to, giving the quality of political wisdom that I give every Friday and occasionally on, um, and occasionally uh, on special elections, you know, makes me downright unemployable because I say the quality of things that will tick off both the conservative uh, folks who could give me jobs, and I take off the uh, the quality of things that will take off the liberal people who could give me jobs. So I need you, if you want me to keep doing what I'm saying, uh, doing what I'm doing, to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars um, a month, and then I'll just kind of you know keep the people wise. So beware that what's good for Democrats is not necessarily good for black communities, not necessarily good for labor. There were more pro-labor and pro-black candidates on the ballot that Warnock won, but Stacey Abrams fixed that race. Nobody else really had a chance. Um, So Warnock works for Abrams. He doesn't work for us. I feel some sort of way about that, but it is, that's what went down. Um... Lastly, be very, I think it's, it's time to invest seriously in like understanding that if you want the end to this kind of politics, if you want a democratic politics that actually just doesn't move from Georgia to Virginia, um, you're going to have to invest in a Southern black left because any left that's going to win here is going to have to be black led because you cannot let establishment Democrats like corral and take ownership of black people Um, because that's what their plan is. They want to produce in Stacey Abrams, a Jim Clyburn. And that's not necessarily good for us. That's what establishment Democrats want to do. They want to produce in Stacey Abrams, a Jim Clyburn, a person who could take ownership of black people in Georgia and then sell them um, for a personal come up. And if we actually care about, you know, good jobs, that's uh, and good jobs, clean water, that kind of stuff. That's, that's not particularly good for us. All right. So thank you for your time. And I will see you on Friday when I'm going to talk about secession. Very important. The logic of secession. It's different than this kind of, but you know, it's all kind of tied together. Uh, if you have any questions, I don't know, shoot me an email or something and definitely go to www.funky.academic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50. I will see you when I see you.